Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just wanted to take a moment and share my gratitude for all of you who are listening to this episode, who have listened to previous episodes, who have listened to every single episode. Uh, Here and there, I'll run into someone in the community that I know or a friend of a friend even a close friend who tells me they've listened to my podcast or to a specific episode and it really resonated with them. And it means so much to me to hear that because I have no idea who's listening. (laughs) And um, I can see, you know, analytics of like how many downloads there are, but I really don't know the numbers otherwise and who it is. So I just want to thank you so much for being here, especially since this is such a young podcast. Um, This is something that I'm learning as I go, that I'm doing all by myself, and I'm noticing that it can be hard to stay consistent with releasing an episode every week because I'm doing everything else in my business too at the same time, whether that's working with clients or creating content for other platforms Or as I'm doing now, I'm working on my first group program, which is taking up a lot of my mental time and energy and focus as it's something I really want to launch soon. So I'm still kind of finding my flow through everything. And it's been a really good learning opportunity for me to really embrace being okay with not doing. Um, If you've tuned into some past episodes, specifically the one around Mexico or the one, um, do you have a hard time slowing down? And even some of the reels that I've made around this topic, you may know that this is something that I struggle with that I have lived so much of my life in a pattern of being in go, 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 do, do, do mode. So whether that's feeling like I am over ambitious of everything I want to get done in a day and I create a to-do list and feel maybe a little obsessive about checking them off or if I don't complete the to-do list, I feel unaccomplished Um, that can also just be in how much I try to fit into a day, whether that's with work or activities or people or exercise. Uh, it's shown up in the way that I pursue outdoor adventures and travel and 
social events, uh, just very much so in that go, 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 do, do, do mode. And this is directly related to being a little more activated in the sympathetic nervous system state of the autonomic nervous system that is the fight or flight. And for me, I really identify with being more in that flight response where I just felt like I always needed to be going and doing and moving to really feel safe. That's what it comes down to. Somewhere in my past, I learned that that was a way to feel safe. And safety can be, I feel uh, worthy. I feel valuable. I feel accomplished. That can be safety. It doesn't have to be that I'm feeling like my life is in danger. But for me and my experience, so much of what safety has been for me is that I am feeling valued and worthy. I'm feeling fulfilled. I'm living my life fully, doing, you know, all the best things I can be doing. That is also a part of feeling safe for me and I think many other people. So that is such a mode of mine. And so deciding to start a business has really been rubbing up against that. And really, that's just what I'm coming on here to talk about today. This is really just going to be a personal story, a little improv episode, just about what's going on for me right now, what I'm learning, what I'm working through in my own healing journey and in therapy. And I hope that it might be beneficial for those who might identify with the same state that I experienced, some of the same patterns. Maybe you can notice that within yourself. Um, All of this relates to my journey with nervous system dysregulation and past trauma, intergenerational trauma, and with my imbalances in my gut brain, a lot of the chronic symptoms I've had in my digestive health, and especially with anxiety, uh, indecision, obsessive thinking, and FOMO, it all is related. So this is a little bit more of where I'm at at this point of the journey. So as I said, feeling like I kind of have to just keep doing. It's really been hard for me to do nothing and to slow down and be in like nothingness. Um, Sometimes I've I've heard myself saying to my partner before, I was like, I wish I was just simple. Like I wish I was simple that I could just like read all day and like knit and go to the farmer's market and be satisfied. And you know, that's just not me, right? There's personality too. There's the things that fill us up. It's not that like me wanting to travel and adventure and and do, you know, social things is a bad thing. It's all really beautiful, but I've experienced being really imbalanced. So sometimes I just desire to be more simple. And I think as I'm getting older and as I've been working in this realm of healing and really working with my nervous system and these patterns that I've been in, I'm learning how to be more comfortable in the slowness and in the simplicity. And I actually need more solitude and I need more rest time than maybe I did in my 20s. 
So it's naturally evolving that way, but it is still a struggle, especially mentally, because I really struggle with obsessive thinking. I have not been diagnosed with OCD, but uh, I have shown OCD kind of tendencies in the past in my childhood, and I really feel like I have OCD in terms of thinking, very uh, ruminating, spiraling, overanalyzing kind of thoughts that make decisions really hard sometimes. And when FOMO comes into play, which I talked a little bit about in the last episode, it just combines into this like really taxing, energy draining place of suffering in my mental health. So I've been really working with that. And of course, healing is not linear. So I'm challenged by it at times. And That's something I have navigated a little bit, especially in the past week. Sometimes there's decisions between two really good things, and it's abundance, really. I'm so grateful for it, but that can be the hardest thing for me because I will... I'm going to get really real and vulnerable here because this is something I've tried to explain to people that um, I don't think many people can understand except a select few, maybe one other person in my life that actually experiences this to the same level. But I might have a decision to make about, often it's about something I want to do. Okay. So recently it was, you can go to this music festival this weekend with your partner and some good folks, or you can go on this you know, five-day mountain traverse that you've wanted to do for a really long time. Two beautiful things that feed my soul in different ways. And what can happen for me is the initial decision is really hard. Oh my gosh, like the pros and the cons, and I just start to analyze it and think it all out, right? Like, okay, well, I just went to a festival So maybe I should balance it out better with mountain time. Okay, and then the snowpack is like this and the weather and like, well, some other people are going in three weeks, but what will the snowpack be like then? But, oh, but like, what will I not get to do most? Like maybe I could do this traverse later, but I can't do this, you know, things like that. And (laughs) that's a really difficult part. And sometimes I can feel into my body and intuition and it, and it's a little bit more clear. And sometimes it's like, either way is going to be good. Either way will be good. There, you know, whether I choose to do one, I'll probably have FOMO about the other regardless, but both are going to be a positive thing. Both are going to be fulfilling for me in any way. So sometimes I just need to choose one. So then there's like, the decision is made. And sometimes it's like a long journey of like (laughs) indecision and FOMO and obsessive thinking, like obsessively researching things or looking at, you know, videos of performers that are going to be there. And like, to be honest, I spent way too much time on my phone the last couple days. This is where the compulsive part comes in. It feels like I can't help it. Like I need to get on the phone and check these things to feel settled in myself and in the decision I'm making. Like I need all the information available. 
it's really torturous. It's really torturous. This might sound crazy because it is kind of crazy. Again, being really real and honest and vulnerable with you all. So then maybe the decision's made, but just because I've made a decision doesn't mean it's over for me. And this is where a lot of people are like, well, you made the decision, just like let go of the other thing and move forward. I'm like, yeah, it's a great idea. (laughs) I would love to do that. (laughs) I would love to do that. But the way my mind works is it wants to, even though a decision is made, and sometimes, this is the crazy part, sometimes even when I'm in route to that decision that's made, maybe I've packed for it, maybe I'm even on the way there, maybe that decision is in motion, my brain is still analyzing it to make sure it's still the right decision, looking for proof as to whether or not yes, this was the right decision, and here's some proof as to why that one, the other alternative is less superior, or even to prove that I was wrong. Again, torturous, absolutely torturous, such a just deep root cause of my suffering. And so the the ruminating and the analyzing, it continues to spiral. The obsessive thinking continues to spiral even once a decision is made. And this isn't every decision. Certainly not. Um, I can make decisions and feel really good about them and move forward and intuitively connect to them. But every once in a while this happens. And this used to happen a lot more for me, like even at a restaurant making a choice about food. Okay. So This is something I have worked a lot with, but again, it's not a linear process. It still comes up. So that's a bit of what I've been navigating uh, this last week. And I was coming into my therapy session this week and sharing about this. And I've been doing a little EMDR. And we were doing EMDR, our last session, around something else totally different. It was like in relationship and some of my like inner child things coming out in relationship. And we went back in to that a little bit, noticing that there was like, like my shoulders raised a little bit when I like checked in if there was still any like activation within me. And it wasn't much, but there was a little, and so we we went into that. And I guess I'll just say now, um, if you aren't familiar with EMDR, um, it's a really beautiful modality for working through trauma. And in fact, um, as far as I know, um, and from what I've personally experienced, I believe EMDR and somatic experiencing to really be the two best ways to work through trauma from a physical body somatic nervous system level. Um, Hypnotherapy is also mentioned as one that can be really helpful. And I do love um, somatic experiencing the most, not just because I'm training in that and that's the modality that I use with clients, but because I have found um, a lot more for myself within that than EMDR. EMDR can be a little bit tricky for me to get out of my head, whereas in somatic experiencing, I can get into my body a lot easier. But it's been really fun to explore that modality with my therapist since she's trained in it and just see 
what that brings, especially since it's something that then I can, you know, recommend to clients or other people from a personal level. And I love combining modalities. So um, if you are not familiar with EMDR. I'm not going to take too much time to explain it here. You can Google it and find out a little bit more, but essentially you're moving your eyes uh, back and forth while you're going into a memory. You're not like reliving a memory, but the idea is it's a bilateral stimulation of both sides of the brain that help to kind of rewire and rework a charge in the body or, um, a charge around a certain traumatic event or a certain charge of emotions around an event. So we went into kind of back into that event and I don't remember exactly how we got here, but I came back into that feeling of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. This was actually connected somehow to that inner child stuff I was working on. And let me tell you, nearly every day, that I'm working on my business, I end the day feeling I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. It's a really negative uh, mindset and pattern that I'm dealing with. And it's hard because there is so much to do (laughs) to run a business. Um, And since I don't have any team or assistant or support yet. It's, it's a lot. And, um, I am more prone to overwhelm and stress. I have a very sensitive system and I tend to try to, again, do too much. So I end up feeling I didn't do enough. So that came up and I really felt into that. Then I felt that in its present time. And then I tracked it back and I tracked it back to more recent experiences Um, I tracked it back to a similar feeling like in high school age where I first noticed this pattern of like the to-do list and feeling like I needed to check everything off and do, do, do. Um, and I ended up tracking it back to just kind of this felt sense of it being connected to my dad. And that was a bit surprising for me. And so sometimes there's memories that are clear and sometimes I notice that there's just like an idea that comes up and I don't know if it's true or there's just kind of a feeling but I welcome it all right and that's kind of what we do when we're working with the body and with trauma we kind of welcome everything that comes through whether it's words ideas a sentence images colors visualizations smells tastes memory anything is welcome and it's all a part of it even if our brain starts to trail off, right? Um, And we think about other things, it's a part of it. And I'll, I'll give an example of that in a moment. So I traced it back to my dad. And uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode about my, my lifelong journey with chronic gut brain symptoms, um, I talk a bit about my dad. And uh, I'll share here that, you know, my dad had an addiction Um, as an alcoholic growing up. So even though he was um, a loving father and and was there physically, um, because with an addiction, there's a level of disconnect, right? Because there's a substance that is disconnecting that person from, 
you know, their consciousness or their cognitive ability or their presence. And it's often the result of unprocessed trauma, pain, and suffering. And it's a modality used to try to soothe that, to try to cope. Uh, Often with alcoholism, that can be somebody who had to be in fight or flight a lot, maybe a level of hypervigilance that is trying to soothe that with a depressant like alcohol, kind of dissociate, right? Bring themselves out of that felt sense and experience or away from those painful emotions. Um, So it's hard to feel necessarily like a strong emotional connection. And some then when your parent gets to a point where they're like drunk or passed out, like you're really not feeling connected. Uh, so there's the other part too that as a, as a child, we don't have the conscious cognitive ability that we have as an adult to look, oh, this person has an addiction this is something that they're suffering and struggling with. As a child, we see everything about the world through our eyes. And we're actually quite narcissistic and self-centered because that's where our brain is at in development. So when things are happening around us or to us, especially with our primary attachment figures like parents or caregivers, we often will think, this is about me something's wrong with me. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. So that's something really important to remember, especially if you are a child who had an parent with an addiction. What beliefs were developed from that? Because it's so important for us to feel our parent being emotionally, physically, and mentally available and attuning with us and co-regulating with them. So especially me as a highly sensitive, empathetic kid, um, I took on like the energy of other people. And so I would have been co-regulating with my dad and I would have been feeling his pain and suffering and his addiction and feeling something's wrong with dad. What's wrong with dad? Is it about me? And this is not a memory that I have now. This comes from, you know, knowledge of childhood trauma and attachment trauma and addiction, but it's also like this felt sense. Like it's something that just resonates in my body as I begin to explore this. So I felt that I'm not doing enough. I went back into this felt sense feeling of a connection with my dad and that statement. And I started to remember just I was a very creative kid very expressive I really loved to dress up create choreographed dances to different songs like every song in the Backstreet Boys album with a different costume change for each one and how my mom record all of them and decorate the living room to do so or get my sister to put on skits with me or make videos like I know there's a home video where my mom's trying to record my sister and I'm like jumping in front of it like, hey, you know, look at me. There was some level of need to be seen as we all have, especially as children, and some level of wanting to like express and have that like that that attention on me. And I felt this like I'm not doing enough and this connection to my dad and 
almost feeling like it was this like I was putting on a skit look at this thing I created and like he wasn't really seeing it like I almost am like gathering a memory that maybe he was just staring at the tv and my mom was watching it and I really wanted him to see it I really wanted him to see it and again I don't remember the exact linkages because I was kind of in it in the experience but then it kind of linked to this feeling of emptiness like it made me feel empty and suddenly this light bulb went off because that feeling of emptiness is something I've experienced a lot I can remember it in teenage years and in early 20s especially and different points throughout my life where I would wake up and I would just feel empty. Just felt empty and it wasn't really like a good emptiness. It like created this level of anxiety right away and the thought was how am I going to feel this emptiness? Like the thought was like what am I doing today? It's a nice sunny day. I need to do something worthy. I need to get outside. I need to take care of this, whatever. There was an anxiety that came with it. But in this session, I realized, oh, that was me wondering on like this deeper level, how do I fill this emptiness? How do I fill this emptiness? What am I going to do today to fill this emptiness? Because being in the emptiness was uncomfortable and scary. That's why the go, 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 do, do, do pattern. And this was like a big realization for me. Like, wait, what? That's the emptiness. And so we worked with that emptiness a bit. And I actually was able to start embracing the emptiness, which I think I've already started to do in my life and see it as really like an opportunity. And In a previous session, I had spoken to certain things I wanted to feel. Presence, ease, flow, embodiment, pleasure. And I realized that emptiness is the pathway to all those things for me. Because I'm so used to filling it up, I can't get to that presence. I can't get to that ease. I can't get to that flow. I can't get to that full embodiment. I can't experience my pleasure fully because I'm filling everything up and zapping my energy. Emptiness is the pathway. So now it started to all connect and link. It reminded me of, I shared this story, I think, in the second episode about Can you actually trust your gut and my journey of following my intuition? Uh, An ayahuasca ceremony that I was in that I asked, like, how do I surrender? Like, how do I surrender so I can, like, really receive, you know, this medicine? And the answer I got um, from ayahuasca was rest and listen. Same kind of idea. Same kind of thing when we're learning how to tune into our intuition, we need to be quiet to hear it. We need to slow down and be in solitude, be with ourselves, to really hear our intuition, to hear our truth, to hear our authentic voice, to hear what we truly want. And it's not easy, right? Like I was just giving an example of my struggles with indecision this week. It was not easy for me to slow down and tune into those things. Even when I tried, sometimes my mind is so noisy. 
So there's this emptiness. And I started to embrace it. And then it kind of jumped, that feeling of not doing enough jumped to another relationship that I think started to play out a very similar dynamic of that feeling with my dad that I had made the connection before, but now I had really made that connection in a deeper way where I felt like I was never really doing enough to maybe win the love of this person for them to really choose me, to really see me. And I believe from that experience, I felt especially that I needed to um, be really adventuresome, um, travel, you know, that, that that was an impressive thing. And it's really like I have a lot of compassion for myself in realizing that um, and like honestly acknowledging that because it, it's a hard thing to acknowledge that I might have been inspired to, you know, pursue certain things in the hope that this person might notice me more and, and really see me more and choose me more. Same thing playing out with my dad same exact thing and you know there I there's some truth to that there's some truth to that although um there was a lot of authentic motivation for myself of of travel and of outdoor adventures and different things but I can't deny there's some truth to that and so seeing that connection and how it played out and then perhaps how that has shown up in other relationships um, and now really strongly in this business of feeling I'm not doing enough, I was able to rework it a little bit and um, see how I can bring that that emptiness into, into everything and really believing that if I embrace that emptiness a little bit more instead of feeling like I need to fill it, that it will heal all of that. And, you know, I was able to go back and see where my dad really did show up and see me. Um, And it's funny because I did a lot of theater throughout high school and he would come to all my performances. He actually encouraged me to do theater uh, when I was a freshman. So I feel like he was such a part in getting that started for me. And um, there was one musical that I was a lead in and he came to every single performance and it it just brought so much joy to bring that memory back and think about the sports I would play and how he would be at all of them and be like really involved you know one of the dads like saying things from the bleachers um you know and just kind of like debunking that feeling a little bit or kind of like recalibrating it Um, And then seeing, like, with this other person as an adult relationship, like, oh, maybe they brought some inspiration into um, a certain level of motivation for me to go after some of these things. But that was really, like, that was really me and my motivation. And um, that's cool that they could help inspire that a bit and, I guess, play out this dynamic to help me eventually heal a little bit more of that um, dynamic with my dad and yeah coming back to now with you know feeling like it's been a bit since I put out a podcast or a reel um, and just 
noticing that I can't do it all and that I can do my best and that um, I need to make sure I'm, I'm balanced and that I'm able to have that time of emptiness and really trusting that taking the time away from creating content um, and taking space to like be with me or to open up space for inspiration to come through is really valuable. I, I don't want to subscribe to the hustle culture. Um, I never wanted to be a content creator. I just want to help people <laughs> and, um, you know, share, share the message that's coming through me of my own experience and the things that I'm passionate about learning about and training in and seeing how that comes through as, you know, this specific message through me that's going to resonate with the right people and trust that they will, they will come and they will find me. So yeah, that's, that's a bit of what's going on. And it feels really good to just come on here and share that. And that's a big intention of mine of this podcast is having a space to like really share from the heart and really share in the journey with you all. Um, As I was uh, working with a client this week, we were doing an initial consult, which can just be a lot, (laughs) a lot of um, heavy work. We, we, you know, dig through, um, not like not going into traumas, not, not retelling stories and re-traumatizing, but really making a timeline of their life. And so we can see, uh, where their symptoms started and what the root cause of those symptoms were. And we're looking a lot in their childhood and, their relationship with their parents and their parents' childhoods and um, just, you know, what feels important to kind of note. And we start to just make connections and patterns and realizations in those first sessions. Sometimes I'm reflecting back um, or sometimes they're making connections in a new way for the first time as they're speaking to it or as we're talking about it. And it's just so, so beautiful. I, I love doing that and witnessing that. And I was just telling my client like, hey, like you already know all of this. This is all within you. It's within your body and your nervous system and your consciousness. And it's just coming to the surface right? It's just rising into your conscious awareness and you're the one doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm holding the space. I'm reflecting back as a mirror. You know, I'm following my intuition as what questions to ask and what to say at certain times and what to reflect back. But I'm not giving you new information that you don't already have within you. Like this is all rising up. It might feel like new information at times, but I really believe like this is all within you. And so much of the work I do is really just attuning to the person and following their body, their nervous system, following what's going on for them and bringing that forward into awareness. And then we begin to work with it and we begin to work with it together. And I support you on that journey. Um, but really they're, they're doing the work. And I, I truly believe that healing is just so much so about 
being able to bring these things to light and some of these harder things like our shadow side and our traumas and our inner child woundings and the ways that we're reactive and defensive and act out and really bring that forward into light and accept it. Be able to truly accept that and have a lot of compassion for ourselves. I really think that's that's true healing. So that's the work we're doing <laughs> over here and in, in trust your gut. It's it's funny, I've been speaking to some people about this lately and you know, I, I work with the gut brain connection. Um and I can offer nutritional therapy. We can work on nutrition. We can work on holistic health and lifestyle stuff. We can do GI map testing. We can look at the microbiome. I can give you protocols. We can figure out the right supplements. We can figure out different things to do to support your physical body. And some clients need that. And it's great. And I'm, I'm glad that I have that foundation and background. But um, we don't usually end up working too much with that stuff. Um, certainly not so much with diet or supplements. Sometimes there's adjustments that need to be made, but, uh, we really end up working on this much deeper level. Um, and it's, it's quite amazing. And I'm right there with you, right? I hope this episode is a, a clear example of, of how I am right in the work with you all. Um, so again, thank you so much for being here and listening to, this personal episode. Um, Some things I want to share business related. Um, If you are listening to this podcast, if you enjoy it, if you feel aligned with giving a positive review, I am having a little review giveaway over the next month. If you can go uh, to iTunes is the only place you can leave a written review uh, and a star rating, I believe. If you go to iTunes and leave a written review and a positive star rating, uh, I'm going to draw one person to get a free session with me. This would be on anything of your choosing, whether you want to work on specific gut or mental health symptoms, if you want to work in somatic experiencing, nervous system health, if you want to ask a bunch of questions, if you want guidance on what to do next, if you want um, to talk through anything, uh, if you have curiosity about the work that I do, um, it's it's your session for whatever you desire. And so uh, go to iTunes, leave a review. And uh, if you don't actually want a session, but you want to leave a review, that's amazing too. <laughs> um, if you get picked, you don't have to take a session. Uh, I just appreciate it. It helps along with downloads. It just helps this podcast uh, become more visible. It's quite a slow growth with podcasts. Um, so any support in that way is really appreciated and you can always give your free session to someone you care about too. This could be to someone that, 
um, in your life you think could really use this kind of support. Uh, the next announcement is that I'm creating my first program. <laughs> I am really excited. Um, it's just like this beautiful, um, it's going to be this beautiful hub of all of this information. Uh, it looks like it will be about a five month program with uh, nine modules that go through the gut brain connection and everything about that into all about digestion to the microbiome to nervous system regulation to trauma to inner child work and to connecting with our intuition giving you a ton of tools and resources and somatic practices and just different like action steps that you can take during each of these things to support the health of your gut brain your microbiome your nervous system and just your overall well-being and this will include uh, calls with me, live calls with me, and I think likely a GI map test for everybody with personalized um, protocol from me. So I'm still kind of flushing out everything, and I will announce when that's going to go live, but if you're interested, keep an eye out for a waitlist coming soon. You can always go and get a copy of my free guide. It's linked in the show notes, and that will also get you on my email list, which is where I will be first announcing any of this information, like the wait list. So this is an excellent way to become educated in this realm of work in a way that's really easy to understand, that helps you have like a lot of aha moments and really build awareness of your own uh, gut-brain connection, microbiome, nervous system health, a timeline of everything that's happened for you. It's kind of like taking my work with one-on-one -on -one clients and putting it into a more group program that will have a community aspect to it, the live coaching. And when I first launch this, it's going to be a founding members launch. So I'm only going to take 20 or 25 people, and it's going to be half the price that it will be. And the idea behind this is that you come in and you give me feedback as we go along. So I'm able to tweak things and you essentially help build the program, giving me feedback on what you want to hear about, what was helpful for you, what didn't work. And once you're a founding member, there'll be a lot of great perks later on. And this is definitely a lifetime access to this program. So uh, for now, there's no wait list, but I just wanted to announce it because it's really on my mind and a wait list will be out soon. I'm just heading into the mountains tomorrow for five or six days, so it won't be till after that. But uh, you can stay tuned to the podcast or to Instagram or TikTok or grab a copy of my free guide and stay tuned that way, which is where you'll be the first to know. So thanks so much for listening to all these announcements. There's a lot more announcements than I normally do, but just wanted to really give a good up-to-date on what is happening with Trust Your Gut. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.